0: Monday morning to you. That's right. Even though that's the one day in the Genesis account that God never said it is good. True. But I can tell you good Monday to you. Because God works all things together for the good. Notice, not everything is good, but God works everything together for good. You ever notice that? It doesn't say all things are good. (laughs) Because that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, maybe not to you. But it does say all things work together for the good. Welcome to Rogue Grace. I hope you came to church. If you come to Applegate, I hope you came to Applegate yesterday to listen, to hear the word of God from the gospel of Luke. Wow. I was blessed. Now the gospel of Luke, we are seeing, we are learning. Um, so much about Jesus. Well, even yesterday we were able to see into his life as a teeny bopper or close thereof the age of 12, maybe 13, 12 years old, uh, having his, but you know what I learned was the reason he was lost in the transition from Jerusalem back home to Nazareth. You know, the story, right? His parents lost track of him. That's the one story we have of Jesus as a kid. Well, the reason he was lost is because the men, I just learned this, are generally towards the front or are at the front of the group, the traveling squad. And the women and the children are back a little bit further in the same group, but back a little bit further. So, Here, Joseph was assuming Jesus was in the back. And now that he was a man, Mary is assuming Jesus is in the front. And they're walking and they're traveling and they're coming from Jerusalem and they don't have Jesus. It's so easy to go on with life. And be a little, at least a little too busy. For Jesus, you, you the, welcome to any given day, right? So we were able to stop and remember Him, take communion. Anyways, I hope you were here yesterday. If you weren't, it's not as though you're doomed forever. I don't think. Let me look that up in the Bible, but I don't think you're doomed forever. So check this out. The old covenant was six days and then rest. In the new covenant, we rest and then there are the six days. I am able to serve the Lord, to live my life, to be the man I'm supposed to be out of rest. Not and then I rest. But resting in the finished work of the cross makes me a better man, father, husband, pastor. And you as well. So rest in everything else will fall into place. So will you please get out of my sun? Well, you're saying, Pete, get out of your sun. It's winter time. It's February. We're living here in southern Oregon. There's not a whole lot of sunshine. Oh, I don't mean sunshine. I mean S-O-N. You don't have a sun, Pete. What I mean is... when Peter, James, and John saw Jesus only there in the mount on the mount of transfiguration. When they saw him only, they saw they were able to really understand the way of God through Jesus Christ. And the Father said, hear Ye him. So when I say get out of the way of my son, S-O-N, I don't mean that Jesus is my son. He certainly is not. He's my savior. But I mean my son of God. <laughs> in other words, in other words, I want to experience him like Peter and James and John. You can get in my sunshine okay but never get in the way of the son of god in my life now i love you perhaps depending on if i know you or not i want to to serve you if i can if by god's grace i want to 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 be a friend for you but you can't get in the way of my son of god <laughs> You can't get in the way of the Lord. I can't allow you to. You know why? Because then I won't be the friend, the man, the guy I should be and could be. It's interesting. That Christ consciousness it says they saw none but Jesus only. It's such a beautiful thing, isn't it? Instead of an I exam by I, I mean not e y e I mean the letter I. <laughs> I have I have and can have a Christ exam because I am not perfect. Believe it or not, Amanda, my wife, I am not perfect, yet I have a perfect Savior who gave a perfect sacrifice, which brings about a perfect conscience. That's great how it works in the conscious like this. It's a lot like electricity, the laws of electricity. You know, I can't define or explain all of the laws of electricity. But I still have as much equal access to the light as those of you who can. All I need to do is flip on the light switch. I mean, Albert Einstein could define all of the laws. In fact, he basically essentially wrote them. Many of them. Professor can. An electrician can. My daughter Charlotte, who's eight years old, cannot yet but all of those Einstein the professor the electrician and my eight-year-old have equal access to the light because once the switch is turned on all those laws are set into motion no matter if you know how they work or not and so too when you have when you come to to the cross of Jesus Christ you're flipping on the light switch into your conscious just as much as if you were the greatest most deep or if I was the most intellectual theologian who's ever lived the power of the cross is equally accessed by all who flip on the light switch of Jesus Christ declaring it is finished, whenever you come into his word. Now you might say that's such Pete, that's cheap grace. Nope. Consider the cost. Just because something is really simple doesn't mean that it was easily attained. Just because something is simple doesn't mean it was easily attained. It wasn't easily attained. It was the most costly, most strenuous, most difficult mission ever accomplished when Jesus Christ died, laid down his life on the cross. So be healed by the cross. You know, in the Hebrew language, when you read about healing in the Hebrew language of the Old Testament, it is for our translation, literally relax. (laughs) I love that. Healing is, quote, relax in the Hebrew language. You know why? My conscience cries inside of me, More! The cross cries, Finished! And so, Jesus cried, It is finished. And it was in the present progressive, which means finished, 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 finished. finished finished and on and on it goes that's why it's called the gospel right that's why it's called the good news it is finished you have nothing more to do to add for your righteousness except believe on the one whom the father has sent and in the finished work of Jesus Christ Now going to the Garden of Eden, as you know, I'm sure you're, you're aware of this. There were two trees in that garden. One of the trees was to enjoy and like God, so to speak. And the other tree was to be like God. God you 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 know which one of those wasn't forbidden and the other which was forbidden right the tree to enjoy and like god the tree of life that was an open invitation to adam and eve the tree to be like god that is the knowledge of good and evil was forbidden and they took the one in which they thought they tried. They wanted to be like God in terms of knowing what was good and evil for themselves, no longer needing to wait upon, to listen to, to be tuned into God. And today, after Christ has risen from the dead, you and I have the same we have the same set. We have the same circumstances to choose from. One, you can be like God, quote unquote. You can be your own God. You can make your own decisions. Pave your own path, all right? It's going to lead to death. Eternally, death presently, death to your joy, death to your peace of mind, or The other is the tree of life. Enjoy and like God. Jesus Christ paid the price. Dying on a tree that we might have life. The choice is yours. The word Eden, I like it. It means delight. An idea is pleasure. All I need to do is delight myself in the Lord and find true pleasure in Him. No matter where I live or where I'm at or what I'm going through, there will be a true Garden of Eden within.
1: Don't have a job Don't pay your bills Won't buy you a home At Beverly
0: Carpenter ants. Now, where am I going with this? Okay. Did you know that carpenter ants move more rapidly to rock and roll music? Literally. I'm not joking. And that plants grow more rapidly to classical music? And that MIT students were found to test better when in the background was playing symphonies and orchestra by Bach. So music has power, has influence, right? Now there was a song that was sung from the very beginning. The Bible seems to hint that as God created the world, that the angels were singing as he did so. A song from the beginning. Maybe it was something like a high major key. At least creation was singing. In a high major key for the first whatever, trillion, million, ten years, however long it was, until it fell to a minor key, as my dad has said before. You're saying trees? P, come on. Rocks, mountains sing? Yep. As you may know, they can record the rings in trees. Isn't that amazing? If they cut a tree down and they see the rings there in the tree, they can record those rings. Did you know that from six miles away, they can record the singing of sand dunes and rocks? So you can insert your rolling stones joke there, that they're as old as dirt. So they're rolling stones, yeah dirt and stones sing. Now, I don't like any of the Rolling Stones music, but that's neither here nor there. But music literally transforms the brain neurologically. And not only that, but it has been found many times that those who are suffering from Alzheimer's can... Even though they've lost memory of anything else, maybe everything else can play instruments even after they've lost their memories of all other things. Maybe that's why moms sing to their babies because it goes deeper than just the brain. There are memories and emotional files that are being accessed attained to by music i'll tell you this is biblical this is true that the power is not just in the music but in praise to god there's power there's a sense of anticipation in heaven when they're singing to god to jesus and that's why Ephesians 5 verse 18 says, Be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing to yourself songs, hymns, spiritual songs. Singing to, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit by music. It brings about heaven in our hearts. Notice Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Sometimes when there's a a trio like that of things listed in order like that, one, two, three, by the way, you never read the trio of father, son, Holy Spirit together in the Bible. Never find it in such a way where it lists or it names or declares father, son, Holy Spirit. They're all found in different places and in unique areas and the Bible speaks of all three from cover to cover. But, but when you read three things, for example, outer court, inner court, holy of holies. So often, many times, it's the third that is emphasized. Holy of holies, for example. So here in Ephesians, I wonder if the same is true. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. See, a psalm, you know what a psalm is in your Bible. A hymn, you know what a hymn is, but a spiritual song. That deals with the spirit, the innermost part of who you are. Do you ever feel a spiritual song? Well, it begins with a psalm and a hymn. And those things can serve as the sparks for the spiritual song. Sometimes I don't feel like a spiritual song, but I can still sing a psalm and give God praise through a hymn. And oftentimes that will bring about a spiritual song like maybe this one.
2: I waited patiently upon the Lord he and heard my cry. He pulled me about of the miry clay. He sent my feet upon a rock. He gave me beauty for ashes and joy for my morning and praise for heavy So, so good to me, Jesus, yeah, you been so good, so, so good to me, so good, so, so good to me, so good, so, so good to me, Jesus, cause you pick me up and you turn me around and you place my feet on the solid ground, hallelujah, hallelujah pick me up and you turn me around and you place my feet on the solid ground, hallelujah, hallelujah, I remember when you pick me up and you turn me around and you place my feet on the solid ground, hallelujah, hallelujah. I remember when you pick me up and you turn me around. And you place my feet on the solid, solid ground. ground Hallelujah <laughs> Hallelujah I got love, joy, peace, and righteousness In the Holy Spirit
3: Oh, oh, oh,
0: yeah, come on And we're back. (laughs) I loved when I was a kid and then singing with my kids during family devotions. One of the songs, maybe you know it, You grab the hand of the next person sitting next to you, right? And you sing, your work is my work and our work is God's work. You're lucky I didn't sing it. But that's the way the church really works. Your work is my work and our work is God's work. That is, we don't do any works for our salvation or our righteousness. But as a result of already being saved and righteous, there's all kinds of work to do. Where a single plan has been accomplished in so many ways, through so many people. By a single plan, I mean his plan of salvation. He wants us to all pull together. So... You are they. When are they going to do this? When are they going to do that? My friend, you might not know this, but you are they. (laughs) We are them. See, this is a principle that's unique to the church, I think, to the kingdom. Different from the corporate world. And that's why maybe some of us are reluctant to step up, to step out in serving or being used or incorporating ourselves into the church because we think I'm not qualified or they need to do it or it's up to someone else. That's why we're reluctant to some degree to all kinds of service or taking any kind of initiative. But I think if you can follow what I'm saying for a moment, what Jesus emphasizes is not less leadership. He's not saying no to leadership, no to leading others, no to being a woman or a man who is Wanting to guide and direct and lead others Jesus is not saying that from what I read he's still saying there's a place to lead but it's the leadership of less not less leadership that is the one that is the least as a child the less shall lead them Jesus says So while those who want to be leaders must be servants, those who want to be servants can be leaders, don't have to be, but those who want to be leaders must be servants. So I guess right now, even in my own heart, I'm feeling it. Do I want to lead? My family, maybe in ministry? Do you want to lead in your corporation, your circles of influence, at your school? Well, perhaps it's a matter of not just being leaders but being servants. Those who want to be leaders must be servants. Those who want to be servants can be leaders. So that's just how Jesus taught us, didn't he? To be a servant, to be a child. A child has such little authority, doesn't he? that child, that four-year-old. Not a whole lot of authority, does it? You're saying, yeah, Pete. So he says, I need to be a servant and I need to be a child. And you're talking about being a leader. Well, the child has little authority, like you just said. Yeah. But have you noticed if you're a parent that the child might have a little authority, but has a whole lot of influence. That kid, that four-year-old, has a lot of influence. And so, though I might not always be exhibiting authority, flexing my muscles, so to speak, I can have I can be a man of influence by becoming as a child and trusting in the Father. Having faith in Jesus. It's been said before that the best leader, I like this quote, the best leader is not even known by their people. The second best leader is praised by their people. The third best leader is feared by their people. And the last, the fourth best quote unquote leader is hated by their people. That's an interesting order. Is it not? I think so. One to think about the best leader is not even known. <laughs> and it's the second best that's praised. That's applauded. That's known. And it's the third best that's feared. And it's the fourth, the last. They are hated. So maybe, even if you're not known or praised, and no one fears you, that doesn't mean you're not a leader for your friend, you might very much, according to that quote, you could be the very best leader. So Jesus gives us the way to lead. And it's not generally the way we're naturally going to go, but it is the way of the kingdom of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness. Therefore, Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand an evil day and having done all to stand firm, stand therefore. Sometimes it's enough just to stand. <laughs> I know it's good. I want to always be going ahead Moving forward, and we will, and we do, but sometimes, as I just read, it's enough to simply say, I'm going to stand my ground. I don't have the strength to move ahead, or I don't see where to go, so I'm just going to stand in the power of Jesus Christ in the gospel. See, That means I don't always aspire for perfection in order to make progress. Listen, a mighty sequoia, you know, those huge redwoods or those sequoias in Northern California, as you know, they are simply each one of those massive trees are simply an acorn that refuse to budge. And you have no idea, neither do I, the things that God has planned for us. All we have to do is refuse to budge, so to speak. To be strong in the power of his might. As we read in Ephesians. Not my might, thank the Lord. Not your might, the power of his might. You stand. And guess what? The Lord stood By me, were the words of Paul at the end of his life. Jesus was standing for Stephen when Stephen was being stoned to death. You feel like you're getting rocked or like Paul, you're by yourself. The Lord is standing for you and with you. So stand, having done all, stand, therefore. That means maybe I'm not taking as much ground as I'd like or moving as far ahead as I want. Not as a guy, a man, a Christian, I might say, or a woman, a lady, a Christian, as you might say. That's okay. Sometimes, if you would, it's good enough just to stand your ground. By looking to Jesus, reading his word, and standing. You've done good. If you can just stand your ground. You know why? There's no more territory to take. You're standing on territory that Jesus has already taken. It is finished. So we don't conquer. We're more than conquerors which means we don't take the territory. I can't. It's territory already taken by Jesus Christ because it is finished. So stand right there. Enjoy the finished work of the cross for the rest of this Monday. Oh, Pete, though, it's just Monday. That's why you need to enjoy the finished work of the cross. Your identity is completely, completely covered by the finished work of the cross. That's the good news. That is the gospel. Share that gospel with somebody at work they need to hear it just as badly as you do come on out tonight my bro ben opening god's word powerful wonderful word powerful wonderful worship in the sanctuary i'll see you there god bless